It was great. And then we danced to Boot Scoot and Boogie. Yep. Tiffany was so drunk. Oh, God. So we asked her if she wanted to dance. And I was like, look, I'm not telling you, you can't dance with her. But she's very inebriated. So hold onto her. <laughs> and he was like serious line dancing, the spins, the dips, the twist in the arms, the whole nine. And at one point he like spun her out and she fell, but she just had her legs still going. <laughs> like she's not stopping. My legs were just kicking in a grooving. I was having a good old time. And she's just looking at me like, I got this. Yeah. I. Hello and welcome. We are the ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hello, lady. Hello, beautiful. Hi. How why are you looking at me like that? How's your voice? Squeaky. <laughs> Better than it has been. Yay. What is it? Uh, Emperor's New Groove. Squeak, squeak, squeakity, squeak. Uh, squeak, squeakers, squeakin'. Squeakin'. <laughs> Did you eat the acorn? Squeak, 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 squeakers, squeakin'. You owe me a new acorn. I know that movie way too well. All right. That's what she said. There we go. Now or we just, what she said. Now we just need to get her into Manny more, and we'll be all set. Sure. She's got a crush on you. She hopes you feel the way that she does. <coughs> Are y'all ready for a story? <laughs> Always. Well, guess what? I don't have a story for y'all this time. Oh. Okay. okay. Hold on. I... Oh, no. Wait. I said hold. You don't have a story for us. No. Not just one. So you... Oh. Okay. I got it. <laughs> it's got one it. of those again. <laughs> I was like, do you have a song? No. Would you guys like random facts about georgia with rebecca oh, oh. about look, georgia has caves we learned that <laughs> on rebecca's last episode we actually don't talk about caves today we talk about a bunch of other things and uh, two of which i know tiffany's gonna be real excited about do you have festivals for me well georgia. sort of rebecca all right sort of i'm gonna stop trying to guess your stuff let's do this so my first segment is called quick facts about atlanta Okay. There are over 55 streets named Peachtree. So, pro tip, guys. If you come to Atlanta and you tell us it's off of Peachtree, you... will get slapped. Yeah, you will get slapped. Once we figure out what Peachtree you're on. Yeah. All of Atlanta (laughs) is Peachtree. It's a very safe bet to just say you're on Peachtree if you're in Atlanta. Now, the 55, is it within the Atlanta area like the inside the perimeter okay now to clarify peach tree road peach tree battle peach tree street peach tree corner peach tree yeah. corner they're not all just peach tree uh, i'm on peach tree 47 <laughs> <laughs> so some historians believe that the streets are a reference to the native american village standing pitch tree a creek indian settlement near atlanta and not the fruit pitch like <laughs> that's not work i expected right? you to go with that but yeah it's spelled okay. that way <laughs> i expected you to be like you know black like, as pitch or tar well, i was thinking like pitch like bitch oh but. my next pitch was like pitch the ball <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, i'm going with the peach the booty 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 booty's rocking everywhere all right second <laughs> fact about atlanta the largest drive-in restaurant can be found in atlanta 
The varsity? Yep. The, the varsity. varsity stretches over two acres and can fit up to 600 vehicles. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of car shows there. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. And finally, delicious corn dogs. Atlanta is home to the famous Oakland Cemetery, which yes. deserves its own episode someday. Foreshadowing? Perhaps. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. UFO. I don't know anything about that. So. Really? Yeah. We used to go all the time. Faye used to take me for picnics at the Oakland Cemetery. That's not surprising. I, I haven't been it either. <laughs> I, we need to go. Well, she'd be like, I'm going to take Ashley for a picnic. My mom's like, oh, how sweet. And we went and we used to go to the cemetery and take like sheets of paper and do the crayons where mm-hmm. you trace the headstones. and That's awesome. Yeah. She is pretty much the shit. Number two, Dawson Forest. Haven't you already said number two? Dawson Well, we're done with the facts about Atlanta specifically. Now we're moving on to the greater Georgia area. Oh, okay. okay. What is Dawson Forest? So Dawson Forest is located north of Atlanta and is now a national park. While unassuming at first, this area used to be home to a nuclear testing facility during the Cold War. Cool. Under the command of the Air Force and known as Air Force Plant Number 67, it was a testing facility with the purpose of designing a nuclear-powered aircraft. That explains a lot about some Georgia residents. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because it's true. (laughs) So the facility was initially built in the early 1950s and was mostly decommissioned by 1971. Reportedly, the reactor was unshielded, requiring personnel to be underground in bunkers during use and causing half of the leaves of Dawson Forest to fall off. Do we have any like overhead shots of Dawson Forest? Probably on Google Earth. Well, it's probably better but it's an now. Un- it's an underground bunker. But the leaves, they're probably better now. New trees. Okay. Probably grow. Let me rephrase. (laughs) Let me rephrase this. We did not have Google Earth in 1971 or 1950. No, what I was just thinking, like, if this was a nuclear. It's not like a barren wasteland now. No, 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 no. It's a national park now. Oh. I got better. I got better. And then I got better. (laughs) Turned me into a bald forest. Um. So it's unknown exactly what this testing facility was used for or what it did, but nuclear things were involved. Uh, The building still stands today, but all entry points like the main entrance that was underground have been filled in. So it stands underground? Like there's a good, there's a small portion of it above ground, but a good bit of it's underground. And you can't can't do tours or anything now? No, it's all filled in. Lame. But. Not completely impenetrable, I'm sure. But this hasn't stopped urban explorers who have managed to find ways into the building. There we go. Oh, it'd be like spelunking. I was about to say that's like urban spelunking. I have a story. But understandably, they won't share where these entrances are. Fair. Because then they're going to get covered up. Or other people are going to go in and mess with stuff. Exactly. So because the base was mostly underground, after decommission, the base quickly filled with water, causing urban explorers to use rafts if they Mm. desire to explore parts of the bunker above the water level. Ashley is so uncomfortable. So I'm going to have to go back through my search history, but I did find a video. There's videos of people exploring this place on YouTube. Cool. One of which stated that one of the urban explorers found a deflated raft near an area that had an unnerving smell. Oh, so they think somebody died. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just couldn't get their raft back out because you're squeezing through tiny holes to go into dark, wet places. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm so, so happy. 
so Dawson Forest is what initially led me down this rabbit hole because, you know, I've heard about it growing up and I've heard about, you know, stories like two-headed deer, but I couldn't really find anything really confirming or denying that. So this was a story that didn't end up going anywhere. So it got dumped in another Quick Facts with Rebecca episode. Quick Facts with Rebecca. So number three is going to get Tiffany real excited. Yes. It's called The Possum Drop. The Possum the possum drop. Oh, oh, is this like a New Year's thing? Yeah. Yeah. So starting in 2000, roughly 4,000 people come to Tallapoosa, Georgia to watch a taxidermy possum drop to ring in the new year. Here's the deal. Taxidermy freaks me the F out. So FYI, Tallapoosa is west of Atlanta, like so far west. It's almost in Alabama, which yeah. regarding the story kind of makes sense. The story starts when Bud Jones found a possum on the side of the road that had been been killed presumably by an oncoming car my speculation based solely on the number of possums i have almost hit while living in this state right you know i have to say i've been here literally my entire life and i have never almost hit a possum and yes i was double checking we were uh just outside of Tallapoosa this past weekend nice um bravo yeah i've never i've never almost hit a possum I've uh, almost hit a lot of things. There's a beaver that lives off of the road out here outside of my neighborhood that I mm-hmm. almost hit weekly. I feel so bad. He just stares and watches the traffic, like but like real close to the traffic. He's just maybe he's going blind and he has to get closer to see. Anyway. Why don't you leave the senile beaver alone? Back oh, to- I try to leave him alone, but he is like wants to play with my car. Back off. Okay, back to the possum. Sorry, possum, not beaver. So Bud took the animal back to his taxidermy shop, which was also a wildlife museum, to preserve the animal, eventually calling the possum Spencer after Ralph Spencer, who helped the town of Tallapoosa thrive in the late 1800s. Oh, well, that was right. nice of him. Right. Starting as a small event for family and friends, Spencer. Spencer was dropped from one of the oldest buildings in the city in a ball that's wrapped in Christmas lights as the countdown has <laughs> begun to ring in the new year. <laughs> the event became a tradition, not just for the town, but for around 4,000 people. Can we go watch the possum drop one here? <laughs> so... Yeah. We have all these people talking about going to Times Square. So you want to like, know we're some- going to Tallapoosa, baby? You want to know something crazier? There's uh, a valid reason for them to have a possum drop. I, because Spencer's a legend. So before being named Tallapoosa, after a nearby river, the town was known as Possum Snout by the miners who came to pan for gold in the area. Possum oh. Snout possum snout so in addition to the possum being dropped in a ball wrapped in christmas lights as you do the festivities include fireworks live music and the annual crowning of the possum king and queen (gasps) there's a possum festival we should be possum which are humans i need to clarify that the king and queen are humans we need to be possum people can we oh my god you know what was running through my head when i was researching this entire thing you know that scene in a goofy movie where max and goofy stop off at like the possum fairgrounds yeah 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 (laughs) maybe that entire i mean you never know depending if somebody was coming back from disney and depending on where they were headed they very could likely could have passed through television yes i could have here's the deal i am gonna be possum king and you're gonna be my possum queen ashley yeah baby and we are going to have a herd of possum babies oh my god they're gonna be the cutest little possum babies can i start dropping random rodents from my roof for new year's well we've got to lower them slowly well i guess and a ball wrapped in christmas lights and foam and they have to be taxidermied no i'm just gonna go like rescue get a hamster wheel 
full hamster in there. It's an excuse for me to get another ferret. Boom. There we go. And we'll be gentle. Gentle. I'm just gentle. imagining like a really pissed ferret just like figuratively and literally being dropped from your roof. Parrot, or ferrets, him. it'd be yeah, a happy be ferret. Off. He would just be like, Exactly. Ferrets are like really stoned animals. They're just like happy to do whatever you want and That's have these like random bursts of energy. Not the impression I got from America's Funniest Home Videos. They're bananas. Yeah, they're bananas and they're happy. But they're chill as fuck. They're little fur noodles. They're like, I'm going to oh, poop over here. Fur noodles. I'm going to slide under this door. Yeah, they, they are fur noodles. Oh my God. It's the closest thing I can have to an otter, okay? All right, Fair. so. Okay, that's enough about the possum festival. That's um, also all the information I could get I on the possum say, is festival. It though? <laughs> that I feel like we need to go get like firsthand intel. Okay, well, we need to obviously investigate this because what else are we going to do on New Year's? Talapusa. Here We're we go. in 2021. Number four shrimp at Stone Mountain. Good God. You almost made my mic hit me in the face, Tiffany. Sorry. <clears throat> shrimp? Yes. Shrimp at Stone Mountain. So Now, lo- Stone Mountain's known for something, but it's not the shrimp. <laughs> Racism? Oh, well, that too. <laughs> We're going to get into that because <laughs> unless you're a native, you might not know what Stone Mountain yeah, is sorry. and wondered why we were super creative when naming the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> or not a mountain. Naming like, the not a mountain. It's like, look over there at Leaf Tree. <laughs> And possum snout. <laughs> so, for, <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, Stone Mountain is an 825 foot tall piece of quartz monzonite, which is rock. Duh. That's, stone. Would yeah, you say? stone. <laughs> yeah. That's five miles in circumference that was formed around the same time as the Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh-huh. The rock uh-huh. extends nine miles under the earth and is also known as being the largest piece of granite in the world, even though it's not technically composed of granite, but looks a lot like it is. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly why they think of this because someone's uncle got up there and goes, that there's granite. And they said, yeah, uncle, it is. It uncle. sure does. It looks like my countertops. You carve some people in that thing and it'd be great. <laughs> Don't forget the horses. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, The tourist attraction is most notoriously known for the carving that covers 1.57 acres. How many hectares? How many hectares? It is 0.635 haas <laughs> on the face of the mountain, which features a few key leaders during the Confederacy during the Civil War. President Jefferson Davis, General Robert E. Lee, and General Thomas J. Stonewall Jackson. So just disclaimer here, we're aware about the controversy behind having monuments to the Civil War. This is one of them that's still around. And we are in the South, so I don't think we'll ever get away from them. Yeah, Um, It's also kind of carved into the side of a giant rock, so fair. They do this. I know that a lot of people listening won't know what Stone Mountain is. They have this laser show that like makes it look like the horses are galloping and it's so cool. Speaking of the horses. Oh, tell me about the horses. They are named Black jack traveler and little sorrel little what sorrel s-o-r-r-e-l but yeah during the summer stone mountain has a laser light show where they like animate on this they do have it during christmas now Mm -hmm. yeah but they animate a bunch of like country music classics like the big one is the devil went down to georgia Mm -hmm. and at the end i think it's the end during a very key part in it they actually animate the stone carvings 
I think it's during the national anthem. I think it? so. They uh, animate the stone carvings on the side of the mountain. And like, despite the not controversy. controversy behind it, it's really cool to watch this giant stone structure get animated and just walk across the mountain. Yeah. It's really cool. The engineering and the technology that goes into it. Yeah, like, That's a- one of my most vivid memories growing up was like when the first time I saw that and remember it. Yeah. I was like, oh. <gasps> How did they do that? It's magic. Because it used to just be a laser light show. They just shined lights and like did fireworks behind the mountain and then they got all fancy with it. And now that it's like animated and it's so cool. The only time I've ever been there that I can think of is when they had one of those like snow events where they like have a city. They have like a little town down at the base of the mountain. mountain. Yeah, that's right. We do try to have snow mountain that's a yeah. whole other they take that town that little town down there and they fill it with fake snow well, and the grass in front of the carving don't they fill that and make it like a little snow tubing they there? do yeah no, that's freaking cool we don't have a whole lot to do here guys okay we we're, like to we're pretend just, we're just gonna hang out at the controversial mountain it's fine um, what, i mean anywhere you go down here you right. can that's, say that's fair i'm Somebody's gonna hang out down by this it. controversial monument anyway the carving measures 76 by 158 feet and is uh, recessed about 42 feet into the mountain. Wow. So it did not know that. Huge. You can find pictures of like people standing on the shoulders or inside the ears. <gasps> that of- sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, while they're building it. Okay. Well, there's been much debate surrounding the sculpture and discussions of removing it due to not only its ties to the Confederacy, but also the Ku Klux Klan. That's surprisingly not why Stone Mountain is included in today's list. Well, before we move on, we'll talk about how jacked up this is. The uh, KKK still has regular meetings on Stone Mountain. The fuck is wrong with us? Can we talk about about shrimp now? F that noise. Yes. Shrimp, please. (laughs) This whole thing started because of shrimp. And then I dove into the the history. And then, yeah, that happened. Anyway, shrimp live in the pools at the top of the famous rock. What? Yeah. When it rains, these shrimp, known as clam shrimp or fairy shrimp, make their appearance inside the little, like, puddles. What? Yeah. Where shrimp. do they come from? From inside the rock. They just chill inside the rock. Until what? Are they, like, dehydrated shrimps that are water activated? Just, like... You mean, like, mm-hmm. sea monkeys? Yeah. I think so. They, what? What? <laughs> How are there shrimp? They're sea monkey shrimp. (laughs) I am so confused. All right. Luckily, this is where I decided to put a drink break. So would y'all like a quick drink break and to maybe Google a couple things really fast? Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Shall I make something up for us? Please. Shrimp free cocktail, please. Okay, cool. Awesome. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Alexa. And have you always been curious if Winona Ryder is actually crazy? Are you dying to learn how to stay out of a cult? Then you should definitely check out the Psyched Podcast. The podcast where two psychotherapists analyze real and fictional figures from pop culture and tell you all about the obscure psychological phenomenon that your Psych 101 class didn't have time to tell you about. So grab your cocktail and head over to thepsychedpodcast.com and check us out. And don't forget to go to therapy and get your shit together. Bye. And we're back. Why'd you I think do I have that? baby shrimp in my nose? It's a warm, wet environment. Those baby shrimp eggs can withstand drying out and freezing. Did you search that or are you just speculating? No, I did. I did search that. There was a lot of Googling. Gross. Oh, Gross. I forgot to eat my cookie. <laughs> <laughs> 
We had an entire drink break and forgot to eat your cookie. I was very concerned about these little shrimp. Shall we move on from the shrimp to the yeah, double to the double barrel cannon? Double barrel cannon. Is this at Kennesaw, Kennesaw Mountain? Nope. Oh, there's what? one at Kennesaw Mountain. I don't know. No, there's That's not a we double asking. barrel one, but I know there are lots of cannons up there. <laughs> so located in Athens, Georgia, is a cannon that was attempted to be used by the Confederacy during the Civil War. I'm sorry, guys. It's Georgia. There's a lot of things about length of the Confederacy is here. Is that just like out on the square? It's by the courthouse. Yeah. I think okay. I have a picture sitting on top of it. Pro- probably. <laughs> so the cannon features unique double barrels. So imagine like a double barrel shotgun with the stock removed and the barrel set on wagon wheels and well, you got your weapon. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da. So the concept actually dates back to a Florentine gunmaker, Antonio Petrini, in 1642. But in 1862, John Gilliland, who was a dentist, builder, and a mechanic, <laughs> raised money to the tune of $350, which is about $8,896.24 today, to build this thing for the Confederacy. Ooh. Uh, so mm. actually did, i did a project on this when i was in middle school this is ah, okay this thing's amazing so the idea was you take two cannonballs that are connected by a chain and you load the cannon the idea being that when the cannon fires both the cannonballs are shot forward at your enemies and because they're connected by a chain they basically plow down an entire line of men now i'm confused i may need to look at a picture of it but I'm picturing double barrel. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, they're two separate barrels. They look like a figure eight. Oh, okay. They're so like there is a place to, It's for like the a chain. double barrel. It's kind of anticlimactic. It's, it's, okay. a, it's, a ch- it's a long chain. So the balls can be, like, don't Dropped laugh in. at this. You can, like, actually stuff them down the shaft because you have a long enough chain to load your cannon. Don't, don't just Google double barrel <laughs> cannon. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Can you guess why this didn't work? Uh, because Science. statics. No, let me. Let me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it's time for a premature oh. ejaculation joke. All right. Uh, all right. Before you actually give us the answer, let me uh, attempt. Or, okay. I'm just want to attempt. Okay. So in order to get the pressure built up enough for it to shoot out of there, it needs to be the hole with that's like snug enough with the bullet to like push it out. And since yeah. you've got these two in the chain, there's a lot of wiggle room and there's not enough no. pressure. One side Wha- shot faster than the other. Yes. Ah! That's exactly ah! it. Go figure. Black powder had timing issues. So what would happen is one ball would shoot out, get caught by the chain, ricochet back into your own men, and then take out of line of your own men oh, before well, the second barrel shot off. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, the you know, would you-, you can't win a ball. It sounds like a uh, one of your Nazi inventions right didn't quite pan out like it's a great idea if they could have gotten the timing down but it's black powder so or just removed to the chain and then they could have just had like a double action cannon like okay i'm looking at this but the whole idea was to take out a whole line of people at once with the chain i'm looking at this and i don't understand the chain the chain does not go in the cannon so the balls just come down with the chain attached and the chain wraps around the piece in between the barrels got it okay that makes a whole lot more sense i was picturing like you just shoving the whole thing down in there that's why she said the chain was long enough to stuff the balls down the shaft yeah (laughs) and still be attached basic sex ed there she is sorry 
<laughs> okay, we're good. So Ooh. the chain would just like wrap around. Oh, that makes more sense how one would fire out and then wrap back around and kill the men while the other. Yep. Got it. You guys should look at a picture. It makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post a picture on the blog, guys. It's fine. So the project was scrapped, but you can still see a double barrel cannon at the corner of East Hancock and College Avenue in front of Athens City Hall. Very cool. Number six. Guess Number what six. else is in Athens? Bulldogs. The, the, unfortunately, yes. Alleyways that smell like vomit. That's most cities. The tree that owns itself. What? Yes. Shouldn't all trees own themselves? Well, this one, like, literally owns itself. Like, the, it was... I'll explain. <laughs> all right. It, this is also, like I said, located in Athens, Georgia, off of West Broad Street. Originally owned by Colonel William H. Jackson, a professor at the University of Georgia, the tree was granted ownership during the early 1800s when Professor Jackson, who loved the great oak, deeded the tree and the land within eight feet of the tree to the tree. Huh. At the okay. foot of the tree is a marker that reads, For and in consideration of the great love I bear this tree and the great desire I have for its protection for all time, I convey entire possession of itself and land within eight feet of the tree on all sides. Question. Okay. We Americans aren't known for being considerate. So how has this tree been able to keep its ownership so long? Because it's kind of become a staple in Athens. Like, it's the tree that owns itself. Okay. And you don't mess with bulldog staples, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, it is down the street from the stadium. Okay. No, I was just curious because, like, if I were to take... If, when I died, if I were to do that, I think people would look at my will and be like, you're funny. And like the city would take over. Not if, eh, well, maybe. I'm going to try it. It might not happen today, but I kind of want to try it. I mean, do but it. first I need to get a tree. I live in an apartment. <laughs> Fair. While an original deed has not been located, the community of Athens has recognized the tree's ownership of itself. With George Foster Peabody, a philanthropist, funding the enclosure that surrounds the tree today, which it just kind of looks like a little stone wall around the tree. Okay. While the original tree fell to its fate on October 6, 1942, an acorn from the tree was grown into a sapling by the Junior Ladies Garden Club and replanted on a on October 9th, 1946, and still stands today. The tree's property rights have not fallen under question. The tree that owns itself. This is the most skeptical face I've ever gotten from Ashley. I'm just... Out of all the sciencey things I've said, this is the one... I get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's a tree. Like, A, nobody owns trees, Yeah, first but of like, all. it's... Except for Maleficent. <laughs> she controls the trees. B, what... I'm just, my concern with this is I like it. I like this a lot. And it looks like it's in a residential area. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's right in downtown. But I don't see that. I'm really glad it's lasted this long. I just don't understand because we Americans are not that nice. But and we are greedy. Bulldog tradition. Yeah, but s smaller towns are known for like their things. And this is one of Athens things. So you didn't question the possum drop. <laughs> <laughs> no questions about the possum drop but the tree the still tree. standing unacceptable i mean that i have no logic or no reason for my lack of logic i don't know people okay. in our country care more about trees and animals than they do other humans so fair people are more likely to chain themselves around trees than they are around their neighbors 
fair. So I agree it makes with sense. that 100%. <laughs> Don't chain me to anything, please and thank you. Next stop. No consent from Rebecca. Next stop is goats on the roof. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> so there's a very specific reason I included this and you will quickly find out why. I'm sorry, Ashley. I know you don't like goats. It's fine. So <laughs> located in Tiger, Georgia, which is between Tulula Falls and Rabin Gap in the middle of northeast Georgia. That's is too close. Is a tourist attraction that has goats on a roof. Those I, I hope those goats are okay. They're fine. They choose they're, to get on I'll, I'll explain why they're fine. Okay. Um, in addition to selling Amish furniture, fudge, and various other souvenirs, tourists really stop to watch the goats on the roof. Also, I just noticed this while researching this. Why does every souvenir place in Georgia boast about their fudge? Why do we have so much fudge? Because fudge is delicious. Are we just like good at it? I think it's a southern thing. I don't think it's just Georgia. Yeah. Because like that seems like a reoccurring thing. Pecans and fudge. Yeah. Boiled peanuts. Yeah. Boiled peanuts. And sweet tea. And goats on a roof. And trees that own themselves and goats, apparently. We are one jacked up state. <laughs> I mean, we do what we do. It's fine. It's fine. So the goats are well taken care of. They have green grass, ramps to walk across, and a little red barn to chill in on the roof. Aww. Supposedly, you can even use like a series of small carts and pulleys to send them treats. Oh, that's precious. I want to go send them treats. Or you could not. <laughs> <laughs> so listed on their website is a brief history on the legend of the goat, which I will read for you now. Please do. To learn the truth about our climbing goats, we sought the expertise of Uncle Buck, Rabin County's resident ghost whisperer. He spent many hours with our goats, first in group session and then one on one with the goat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say Ghost. <laughs> Goat. Whisperer. Okay. Goat. Okay. Whisperer. I heard ghost too, and I was like, oh, is he going to ask the ghost when this started? <laughs> so, Uncle Buck. Ah, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I just thought of like a goat haunting, and it was not fun. <laughs> you would not be a fan of the video game Goats Simulator, would you? No. Oh my God. Ashley's going to have. She doesn't dream, but she's going to have nightmares Can't, now. I'm, I haven't gotten to the part as to why I included this yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ashley. It it gets better. Trust me. Trust me on this. So first, Uncle Buck spent group sessions with the goats and then one-on-one with the goats in therapy to understand why the goats are on the roof. (laughs) Goats in therapy. (laughs) Uncle Buck thought the aberrant behavior might stem from Santa Claus reindeer envy complex. But upon closer examination, Uncle Buck pronounces final diagnosis. Stop it. Our Tiger Mountain goats are direct descendants of aliens. (laughs) Although he is not fluent in all bleats. (laughs) Uncle Buck discovered our Tiger Mountain goats cling to the shingles because they are watching the skies for one magical sign. A solar eclipse of the apricot moon when the constellation Aries turns gold. Oh, shit. When that happens, the mothership of the goat universe will swoop out of the northern sky and carry (gasps) our goats goats home to Aries. Oh, come on, mothership. Take them away. (laughs) We have a new religion. Until that magical sign appears, we suggest you humor our goats with kind words, goat chow, and perhaps a carrot at Christmas. We try not to provoke them. Good. You shouldn't. <laughs> goats are evil. Who knows what alien goats will do? So, correct, Ashley. Did these goats just appear on their roof one day? This is obviously excellent marketing, but like... 
no, this is obvious. The truth. Obviously, a goat whisperer. FYI, according to the Global Office of Astronomical Technology. Guess what that spells out? Goat. Yeah. The anticipated eclipse won't happen again until August of 3014. Oh, But don't tell the goats. 3014. This is Damn. where is Tiger George? This is too close for my comfort. It's up up I north. I mean, goats are real cute, but they are they're on of a roof. Satan and well, apparently they're aliens. Okay, they're not actually on a roof. They just okay. Hold on, because <laughs> there's lots of pictures of the goats there's on the ground. Mul- there's multiple places where they goats- have like a ramp. Yeah, where they walk up. Yep. It's not like they're just chilling God. on a roof. Lots of them do chill on the roof. Okay, all right, we can Google. This after we get through my last stop in my tour of Georgia, guys. I'm really excited about the goats. Tiger Georgia was number eight. It's north of Helen, so we could go get fudge and Georgia Guidestones. Georgia what? Guidestones. Georgia what? Guidestones. Guide stones. What are you trying to get? I'm I'm trying to say I have no freaking clue what that is. Okay, (laughs) located in Albert County, Georgia, the Georgia Guidestones is known as America's Stonehenge and attracts tourists from the town of Elberton, which is actually the granite capital of the world. Oh. Mm Hmm. It's actually near where I grew up. Oh. So the Guidestones stand 19 feet high and in 12 languages talk about the conserving of mankind in 10 parts in eight languages. Why do I have 12 and then eight? So some of the languages that are listed that are on these Guidestones are English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. Like carved into the stones? Yes, carved into the granite. These stones also serve as a calendar. At noon, the sun shines through a small hole in the granite, illuminating that day's date on another stone. Whoa. Wait, that, what? Right? I My question was, do you take it into account daylight savings time? Um, <laughs> That's the real reason they're trying to right? stop daylight savings At the time. top are inscribed four ancient languages, Babylonian cuneiform, classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphics. Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do I need to say the languages again? <laughs> no, I'm just... This is in Georgia? R- rumor- We're country people. We're not that smart. <laughs> That's why it's so spooky. Rumors also say there's a time capsule buried under the Guidestones. Ooh. Let's dig it up. The, the mystery of the Georgia Guidestones is it is still unclear who sponsored the build of these Guidestones and who provided the specifications. One source I found stated that a man named R.C. Christian hired Elberton Granite Finishing Company to finish the structure. But there's not really a history of who funded these and whose idea it was. Hmm. They're just, they just appeared one day. Yeah. There are no like rough guesses as to. Not as far as I found. Weird. And thus ends Rebecca's fantastical tour of Georgia. Ooh. Ah. I can tell you about some weird backwoods country stuff from South Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, no one needs to hear about that. Georgia part two. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of onions. I, I will be omitting names for legal reasons. <laughs> but, but I have stories. That's really cool. I didn't Ta-da. know some of that stuff was here. Yeah, I started looking at, I don't know how I got on this rabbit trail, but I found like 10 things you need to know about Georgia. 14 weird things in Georgia. I'm like, why is there so much weird shit here? We're why do I know about state. most of this? Why is this considered, there's shrimp on Stone Mountain? <laughs> right? <laughs> the shrimp got me, man. 
Because yeah, some of them I knew about, like the Double Bear Cannon and the Georgia Guidestones, the tree that owns itself. And I've actually driven by the goats on the roof thing multiple times. Yeah, but that's it's fake. It's a marketing fake toy. news. <laughs> Ashley's so over the goats on the roof. It is. They have a ramp that takes them to an elevated part of the building. I'm tired of these mother fluffing goats <laughs> on this mother fluffing roof. Well, come 3014, they won't be on the roof anymore. We're on a bridge, Neither Charlie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Candy Mountain, Charlie. Candy Mountain. Oh, I was singing. He bit my finger. Golden Aries, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon, which, by the way, has some exciting new news. We are updating the rewards Woo! for the different levels. Updates. So we're moving the stickers instead of being available just at the $10 level. We're bumping those to the $5 level. $5 make you holla for stickers. Stickers for everybody. $5 and up. And then for our <laughs> $10 patrons, we're going to have buttons available. Buttons. Buttons on your lapel. So full of ladies that are strangers hail. Buttons Don't. on your butts. D- don't worry, current patrons. If you're already a patron at the 5 or $10 level, we're going to be resending out your rewards so you have the fancy new logo. Ooh. Ooh. But if you haven't joined us on Patreon, you should. We have bonus episodes. We have bloopers. We have Rebecca explaining the math behind flat earth science. We have months of strange. Ooh, yes. We have pictures from our experiments that we do for the months of strange. Come join us. It's a fun time. If you guys want to hear what goes on in the inner workings of my brain, I've got lots of journal entries on the month of strange. Yeah. Yes. True that. So that All sorts of good stuff. It's twisted. That can be found at patreon.com forward slash the ladies of strange. <laughs> Keep it strange. Lovelies. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>